Hi, this is Janelle Penny. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Buildings Media, and I'm here with Darren Squires, the General Sales Manager of the Commercial Real Estate Vertical for Georgia Pacific Professional, as well as Suzanne Maynard, Real Estate and Asset Manager for Georgia Pacific Professional. This podcast is a partnership with Georgia Pacific Professional, and we're here today to talk about tenant amenities. Welcome, Darren and Suzanne. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. So GP just went through its own renovation and updated its own amenities. Could you tell me a little bit about what sparked that project and why other companies might think about upgrading their own amenities? Absolutely. I'm happy to share. Georgia Pacific is um, housed in an owned 1982 tower in downtown Atlanta. And uh, our work environment had not been touched or changed since it was built in 1982. And we knew that the work environment amenities, the thinking around amenities was significantly changing in the workplace, um, both in our region, throughout the country, throughout the world. And so the organization really embarked in a significant research effort to understand what trends were, what workplace preferences for employees, for tenants in buildings, were were top of mind. And so this really became the significant driver for how we sparked and started that initiative to understand the renovation of our work environment. Great. What do you find that tenants or building occupants are expecting from buildings in terms of amenities, both in your own facility and just generally in what you're seeing in the industry? What we're really finding is that tenants in are looking for from the building to provide amenities, as well as amenities within their own work environment, their own personal office environment. So multi-tenant buildings are looking at having shared amenities like a full cafeteria, restaurants, tenant lounges, dog walking areas, dry cleaners, all the sorts of things that make life easier, that make coming to work be a blend between your day-to-day life and the environment that you work in. And when we look at what the employees are looking for from their office space, so not just the shared tenant spaces, but their their office amenities, it's really you know a great cafe and break area where there's natural light, where there's multiple different options of seating, no longer the day of, of the copy area is one and the same as the copy area. It's, it's really what are the areas that allow them to step away from the, the grind and change their setting. In addition to that, things like walking treadmills, um, health and wellness rooms where you can take a break and get away for a minute. So it's really those variety of amenities that um, individuals and organizations are prioritizing. Yeah, and I also see a lot, you know, the last few years we've launched a connected dispensing platform, our IoT platform, and in doing so, I got to visit with quite a few forward-thinking organizations and buildings. Those are kind of the ones that are looking for this technology, and I saw um, a lot of of amenities really being stretched, really amped up um, workout fitness centers. Um, We saw some farm co-op services. Uh, Break rooms have now really become a place for a meeting space for collaboration within a building is no longer the place where you just go to grab coffee or your your lunch. It's more where you actually set meetings and there can be audio video capabilities in these 
farm table style of break rooms. Pretty, pretty unique spin on, on how we're interacting with people throughout the entire day, including over the, over the break or lunchtime hours by, by uh, incorporating these kind of um, newly designed break rooms. Absolutely. So that leads me into my next question. What trends are you seeing in tenant amenity offerings now? Yeah, so I mean, I've seen, um, I've visited with many forward-thinking companies over the last couple of years as I've been a part of launching our IoT uh, connected dispensing platform in the washrooms. And those companies that are interested in that kind of technology typically have very unique buildings. And, and when you think about it, um, attracting and retaining really good talent now with unemployment um, pretty much at an all-time low, sometimes it just falls on, on the facility itself where people choose to work. So something like bringing your dog to work, and, and many buildings now have outdoor um, dog areas as well as indoor floors dedicated to doggy daycare. Um, many people think, okay, I can bring my dog to work rather than a doggy daycare situation. That's why I chose to, to literally work for this company. Uh, I've seen rock climbing walls that people are utilizing. Um, many amenities include barista service, um, snacks and meals and food included um, as a tenant of the building. So you're just starting to see a, a lot more amenities, I, th I feel, um, to drive people to certain buildings or certain companies. Great. Darren, do you find that uh, people are asking GP Pro to meet different needs than they used to, or do you find that clients are asking for different things now compared to a few years ago? Yeah, we certainly are. I mean, we're kind of seeing a, a, a blurred lines between between what you expect at home and, and what you can expect now at work. And so commercial brand products are now being required in class A or class AA, uh, or suggested, I should say. You're seeing a lot more premium properties, um, buildings moving from class B maybe to class A. And from, from GP Pro's perspective, you know, we can provide that with stainless steel and full automation of a washroom. And when you consider um, the expense of upgrading a building, you know, the lobby is, is the most impactful, and, and the washrooms are secondary. So uh, quite an intense capital investment to improve a lobby. But if we can take the washroom and just upgrade it and enhance it through technology, uh, it's, it's one way to improve the experience of a tenant in the building at, at minimal cost. Great. Looking specifically at GP Center, Suzanne, what were some of the key amenities that GP Pro considered with that renovation? Yes, well, we've looked at, as I mentioned, the cafes with access to the windows, um, upgraded conference center, coupled with a central hub within our 21 floors that serves as a micro market. We have a manned technology bar. We have a variety of different seating postures and settings, quiet places, um, energetic environments. Uh, those were all really important for us to include as we heard from our population the interns we interviewed with, why do you come to work for Georgia Pacific? What are the things you want out of a new work environment? And it was all of those things. It was a mix and a variety of amenities for the different generational preferences, the different tenure preferences um, that we have as individuals. And so that was really important for us to um, hear that and incorporate that and give back to employees. Can you um, put those answers in context compared to what the market looked like five or 10 years ago? How have the things that people are asking for changed over that period of time? 
Absolutely. I think as Darren mentioned, you know, the, the unemployment is the lowest, you know, in history. And so attraction and retention and the way that organizations and leadership are, are looking at the things that they probably need to pay attention to, as well as what employees are starting to demand, um, is what's really changing from how we might have thought about it if we had started to look at a renovation 10 years ago. Um, in saying that, it's things like we may not have invested as much space and premium window access to a cafe with televisions and speakers and ability to choose what groups are watching in an open shared area because that was not a standard amenity 10 years ago. Um, but it is today and it's important. And when employees or prospects come, um, clients come, they see that there's an investment in creating social um, break spaces for our population. And so those are really some of the, the changes that we're seeing in the workforce and the amenity standards. Um, amenities, whether it be in the work environment or the building, as Darren mentioned, are, are really where those significant investment of dollars are being placed. Yeah, and I would add to that that we're also seeing because of what was just mentioned with the neighborhood concept in, in, in um, buildings now or hoteling or densification, whatever term you want to use, you know, you're adding maybe maybe a third or double or even more people per floor than you previously did with the open concept. And a big concern is, um, is, is health and hygiene. And so we're seeing another amenity, which is minute clinics pop up in buildings. Um, we're seeing pharmacies as an amenity in buildings. And more importantly, we're just seeing amped up opportunities to sanitize or wash your hands. The germ spread in these open environments can be um, quite significant versus a traditional closed office environment. So looking at amenities more broadly, how do they impact the way that people perceive your organization? You know, I'll touch on that from having just gone through an upgrade in our own amenities. Uh, we conducted pre and post occupancy for all 3000 employees, multiple opportunities to do so. And one of the things that was we heard loud and clear is that the increase in investment in amenities was highly appreciated by our employees. Um, satisfaction, self-reported satisfaction was up significantly higher, um, increases of 20 to 30 percent from group to group. And self-reported opinion that, that they felt as though the organization invested in them as an individual by providing and listening to, by listening to and providing the amenities that they were requesting um, through the research. And so really not only do employees feel like they're being invested in, but our clients see that we're investing in our employees and that it's important that we're providing a healthy work environment for all of all of our employees. Great. And I think also it's really pro and with other companies, I think um, we realize that with technology capabilities nowadays, you can pretty much work from where and, and whenever you want. So the idea of trying to still get people to the office is important as well. And a lot of that, again, that, that comes right down to to uh, how, how the facility is, the uniqueness of it, the, the cool factor, if you will. Uh, rather than working from a Starbucks, we want to go into our office space. What types of innovation has GP Pro brought to market to address some of these building owner and tenant demands that we've been talking about today? 
Um, yeah, I'll touch on that. I mean, we brought, since we've got so many more folks, you know, tenants uh, on floors, certainly the stress falls in two areas. One is the parking structure when you're doubling the capacity or more of, of, an, of an office space. But more importantly for all of us is the washrooms. So we've come to market with um, dual roll towel systems, our in-motion flex system. Pretty much you're never out of towels, right? Um, so uh, when you've got, instead of, uh, let's say you've got, went from eight or 10 gentlemen on the floor, and now you might have 22. Well, the building might have been designed with the same amount of urinals, the same amount of sinks, and the same amount of stalls. You've got to make sure you have heavy, high-capacity systems to handle the additional um, the additional guys that are that are utilizing the restroom. So also automation and notification and alerts. So uh, you're now having to be considered running out of product quite more frequently, and you don't want that tenant complaint when you're up at a, a sink bank and there's no soap. So through technology, GPs come to market with the ability to, through smart devices, get notifications and alerts of when you're going to run out of the, the towel, the tissue, or the, or the skin care systems. So let's talk about putting some of these concepts that we've been discussing today into practice. If you're about to start renovating with the intent of tenant attraction or tenant retention, how do you know where to start? Well, I think it's really important to start with research. Um, start with understanding what are other buildings in your region doing? Um, what types of investments are they making? What's important for you and the types of tenants that you're um, attracting? If it's high tech tenants versus uh, professional, there there are some different desires and amenities across, across the different um, organizational sectors, if you will. But also getting to the granular level um, within an organization of engaging your current employee population, understanding what's working, what's not working, what are the desires that they have from an amenity base, and how do they, they weight the value and the importance of them to help you prioritize where to invest and where to put those, those funds for the, the greatest return on that investment. Makes sense. What are some ways that you can refresh a building without really breaking the bank. Are there certain areas that uh, listeners can target for upgrades first that kind of give that space a fresher look without a huge investment in a, um, a more comprehensive renovation? Certainly, I think it's a combination. We mentioned a couple of times the the break area, cafe, coffee bar concept. That's the easiest way to have an organization, a tenant, feel as though um, there's a major upgrade, uh, especially looking at, you know, taking some space, primer space in the building with access to daylighting to place those types of amenities. Um, secondly, as Dern's mentioned a couple of times, restrooms. Everyone, you know, uses the restroom throughout the business day, and having upgraded finishes, upgraded um Accessories in the restroom, lighting, really are a huge trade trade um, and give back without having to go through a full floor or full building renovation. Great. Darren, can you uh, touch on the ongoing cost situation with refreshes a little bit? Are there um, certain places you maybe want to keep investing or ways to keep those ongoing costs down? Yeah, sure. I mean, one of the one of the most creative and, and ways to keep your funds down, as I mentioned earlier, are the break rooms. And I think we're seeing more and more of that. Um, Keurig stations now. Um, you're seeing 
um, quite a few amenities added to the break rooms as well as the washrooms. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you'd see at home. But we're also seeing amenities outside the building. Many forward-thinking companies are adding share, um, share ride drop-off areas as more and more folks are taking share drive services to work and when they leave work. Uh, we're seeing scooter dedicated parking areas as we've seen the scooter. Um, scooters kind of, uh, you know, uh, they're all over most major cities right now. And then I've even talked to some property managers that have designed buildings or are managing buildings where the actual parking structure itself has changed. They're forward thinking in that 2025 to 2028, we're going to see a lot more cars that will go park themselves. So you'll get out at a certain area and your cars will go park themselves in parking lots. So parking structures themselves are being redesigned uh, as the need to not have to walk from your car is, is changing. We're seeing biometric screening. So when you walk up to the glass or the entrance of a building, the door knows you work there for security reasons, and the doors will open for you if you've got a cup of coffee in your hand and your, and your bag in the other hand. So simple things. Um, we're starting to see more and more cafeterias are um, being removed from buildings. There's two things going on with cafeterias. One, they're being eliminated and they're they're designing food truck areas outside for a more diverse menu on a regular basis and multiple options. And then secondly, um, cafeterias themselves are being uh, leased by restaurant groups, and you'll see an actual restaurant that you might be familiar with taking that space over in an office building. So how can you make sure that people will actually use the new amenities or the upgraded amenities that you just put in? Is there something that facilities teams can do to really encourage that personal engagement? Yes, absolutely. I, I think key is um, understanding what people's preferences are for amenities um, and so that you're putting in things that, that are important to them and that they desire. Um, secondly, it's making sure everyone's aware that they are there are these new amenities, um, how you use them, what's in it for the individual, what, where's the value that these amenities potentially bring to them in their day to increase the desire to use the amenities um, and really reminding people frequently uh, that that there are new ways of, of working, new amenities in the building, uh, and just, again, how they impact the, the individual or the organization. Yeah, and I will add, too, I mean, Georgia Pacific or, and, and GP Pro, everything that we bring to market is from market back innovation. So. We spend a lot of the time, um, a lot of our marketing and, and innovation teams are out in the markets visiting with property managers, with tenants, with the janitorial firms to try to learn where their pain points are and what we come to market with, uh, you know, will be widely accepted. And we try to listen to the market more than we even do internally when we come out with some of these systems. It really makes sense. And we also come out with, you know, we've learned quite a bit in doing this. And, and you learn just from a, from, a, from a custodian that having a ring of keys with six different keys for all the different dispensers, you know, that, that, that's a hassle. So just coming out with one key for all of our fixtures has been, um, you know, something that was, that, that's been very popular in the marketplace when going to market our systems. And then also, you know, we address all the different um, concerns in a washroom specifically, but malodor is the number two complaint in a washroom. Uh, so recently, we've, we've come to market with an air care system that is um, on demand. It's in stalls. It is wave or body motion activated when you enter a stall. It can also be placed on a wall within a washroom, and it recognizes when someone's in the washroom, and that's when you, and that's when you get the fragrance from the system um, through, a, through an automated platform. So 
Um, a lot of things that we've, we've learned from listening to the market have been probably uh, our, our biggest successes in the, in, the, in the marketplace. We recently uh, went fairly wide with a survey um, coast to coast uh, with tenants and with property managers. And through the feedback from the survey, we're actually able to go forward making claims with some of our systems that are addressing the needs of the marketplace. So last question, if listeners only remember one takeaway from this podcast, what should it be? I think really it's today, amenities are more important than ever before. From the um, most granular desires of of having an immediate solutions at fingertips to the climbing walls and the dog parks of the campuses. And from whether you're in a large campus to an individual building, owners and operators are thinking about amenities. So Darren, what about you? What do you think listeners should take away from this podcast? Yeah, I mean, one thing that, that I always try to reinforce is, is no matter no matter how nice or, or um, well-equipped or cool your building is, uh, we have to all be able to come to work and, and of utmost importance is being, being healthy. And so be sure in these open environments and these neighborhood type of situations in office buildings that there's appropriate areas for, for sanitizing and for hand washing. Um, it's, it's one of those things that, that everybody needs to keep front of mind. And there was a study done by the University of Arizona that claimed when a worker comes to an office uh, with an illness, by noon that day, that germ has impacted over 50% of the surface space uh, on their floor. So uh, just be sure you have enough um, sanitizing stations and, and wipes to, to, to be in a safe environment. Absolutely. Food for thought, for sure. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. This has been Janelle Penny, Editor-in-Chief of Buildings with Darren Squires and Suzanne Maynard. And thanks to all of you for listening to us today.